Vegetarian Zen, episode number 33. Oh, happy veggie-versary, happy veggie-versary, happy veggie-versary, happy veggie-versary. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg-curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Vegetarians, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky, and this is Larissa. In today's episode, we'll be talking about reasons to eat less dairy, and a lot of this will be coming straight from the confessions of a ex milk addict, Larissa. Right, right, that's me. So we'll, <laughs> that's what we'll be talking about today. But first, as you heard from our introduction today. This month begins our one-year veggie-versary. Happy veggie-versary, Vicky. Happy veggie-versary, Larissa. Thank you. I can't believe it's been a year. I know. Since we made that decision to become vegetarians. I know. It's it's crazy. And how much have we learned in this past oh, year? Oh, we continue so to learn. Much. Just, yeah, it's amazing. So much. Okay. So as we've, if you've been following us on Facebook or Twitter, you've probably heard us talk a little bit about what this month holds. And in honor of our veggieversary, we're going to be giving away some things, right? Right. Right. Okay. Yep. It's our veggieversary. You get the presents. Right. So we'll be getting, giving away um, a couple of shirts, mm-hmm. DVDs. The one of them is Forks Over Knives, and the other one is Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Those right. were two DVDs that highly influenced us. Right, and okay. and the first one this week um, that we'll be giving away is Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, and I think that's appropriate because that's the one that really launched us on our our uh, that one and, and Vegucated are the ones that really launched us on our our vegetarian journey. Yeah, and you know, we hadn't really talked, revisited really how that happened to us again. So just real quick, right. about a year ago, we were sitting downstairs, we were making jewelry. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with Larissa's jewelry or Paper Bee jewelry, we have some a shop at Vegetarians in on our site. We were making some beads for her jewelry and we said, let's watch something, let's watch some TV, but um, we wanted to watch something a little educational. So we, we uh, started watching Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead and we were just both glued to the TV, right? Right. right. Uh, and then we, then we saw, um, was it Vegucated? Yeah, Vegucated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, by the end of that one, we decided that we were pretty no much giving up eating meat, right. right? And thus began our quest to become vegetarians, healthy vegetarians. Um, as right. we've talked about before, when we started, we started the wrong way. We became junk food vegetarians. We didn't study the nutrition right. aspect of it, and we didn't really change much of anything except stopping meat, and thus we felt... Horrible. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put <laughs> yeah, it. We yeah, we felt horrible. Yeah. Okay, so Larissa, how are, how are folks supposed to sign up for these contests? Okay, well, um, I'm experimenting with a. You know, I've I've participated in cost, contests using this program before, and it's called Raffle Copter, and it's really cool. Um, it's a program where you can earn multiple entries into the contest and it's it's online so there are different ways that you'll be able to enter and gain entries to the the drawings that we'll be having so you can um like us on facebook you can 
like us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Or share a tweet, right? Yeah, you can tweet about the contest. Uh, and there are different ways to do that. Leave a, a comment on our blog, maybe. And we're still working out all the logistics of everything. Uh, the, the contest will start on Monday, and it'll run for the entire month of February. Okay, but let's talk about what our grand prize is. I don't think I mentioned that. I mentioned yeah. the smaller prizes, mm-hmm. right? But what are we right. giving away at the end of the month? A Breville juicer. Right. So that's that's your big boy. Yep, that's, that's the big boy. Yeah, that's no. the one that was used on Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. Right. I don't know if it's the exact same model. But it's it is. Pro- I think it probably close. is because yeah. it's a higher end model. Right, so. right. So that'll be our grand prize. Um, like I said, we're working out the final details for the, the giveaways. So be sure to pay attention to our social media on Monday. Uh, Monday, the what is it? The third, February third. That's right. Um, pay attention. Look out for that. Look out on, if you follow us on Twitter, look out there, or Facebook, or if you get our email newsletter, you'll get an email with the uh, contest details and how to do your entries. And if you don't get our email newsletter, now would be a really great time to sign up because you'll be getting all the details of all these um, prizes and everything. And don't worry, we don't spam you. We don't send out a whole lot of emails. It's just a great way to keep kind of keep up with us and what we're doing, and, and we also have our veggie coup series that we're that we do, which is a, a haiku that that I write, a drawing that Vicky does to accompany it, and recipe. Okay, so be looking out for that. And as Larissa said, we really do not like excessive emails mm-hmm. or spam ourselves, so we vow never to sell our mailing list to anyone. Right, um, and we're very thoughtful about. We don't just email you any thought that pops into our head. Right. We really try to be very um, thoughtful of how we send that out. So right. please sign up. Right. Um, so we let's talk about some events that we have coming up this week. And before we get into some events, I want to say this week, I have two birthdays in my family that I want to give shout outs to. I have my sister, my little sister, is, um, turning uh, 20. My sister's turning, um, I mean, my sister's birthday is this week. And also uh, our nephew, Jordan, right. my brother's son is um, having his birthday and this week. And he's 22. 22, I think. I think I last think so. year it was 21. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So happy birthday, Monica and Jordan. Right. Okay. So what else is going on this week? Okay. Well, I really had fun with the the days that we did last last week where we talked about some of the food holidays um, each day of the week or some of the different um, celebrations each day of the week. So we're kind of continuing along that li- those lines. And, and we're going to share other days though too, right. not just food. Not but. just food. Yeah. Um, it just happens that all of these are food. <laughs> um so, uh, but, and what we did is we, we posted on uh, Facebook kind of like some things that went along with it or maybe tw- sent out a couple of tweets. So it's just kind of a fun way to interact that way. So let's look. Okay, Monday is National Carrot Cake Day. And I like carrot cake because it's a spice cake. Um, so we'll look for out for some things to post on that. And then um, Tuesday, we've got Homemade Soup Day. Um, and then Wednesday, who doesn't love this? National Chocolate Fondue Day. Wait a second. You glazed over. It's not just soup day. It's National Stuffed Mushroom Day. Uh, as well. So that's, it's a double day. Yep. And same thing with Wednesday. Wednesday is National Chocolate Fondue Day, but it's also World Nutella Day. And okay, I got to say, I love this stuff, but of course, it's, it's really bad, bad for you. For you. Yeah. But there are ways that you can make healthier versions. So let's look into that. Yeah, we'll post something out there. And then uh, <laughs> Thursday, this is funny, National Chopsticks Day. 
is Thursday. So yeah, good luck with that. I I can't use them. <laughs> um, and then uh, let's see, Friday is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day, which I'm not really a fan of the Alfredo I, sauce. I like it. I, I like Fettuccine do. Alfredo. Um, Saturday is National Molasses Bar Day, and I love molasses. I just made some molasses cookies the other I day. I know they're oh, very gosh, good. They were yummy. And then Sunday, next Sunday, is National Pizza Pie Day. <laughs> that sounds so funny. So uh, anyway, that's what we got coming up this weekend. And uh, like I said, check around on Facebook and Twitter and see what we're up to on those days. All right. Okay, so. I did want to share something else that we're going to be doing this week, and that is um, we're going to be sending out a survey this week. Right. So you want to talk a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, I think um, it would, what we've decided to do, it's the beginning of the year, you know, we've completed our first year as vegetarians, our first, what, seven, eight months with, of the podcast. And we really wanted to get feedback from our listeners and also our, our viewers on our website as well. Um, but what we're looking for, it's a very, very short survey. It's 10 questions. You can do it in three to five minutes. I've, I had a few of my, um, we had a few colleagues uh, mm-hmm. take the the survey just to make sure it makes sense, sense and it flowed really well. And they said it took them less than 30 minutes and it right. was very clear. So right. taking a, just a couple of minutes for us would really help us ensure that we're focusing the podcast on things that matter to you. That's right. what our goal is of sending out that survey is to make sure that this year we're really focusing on the things that are important to you. Um, so any feedback you have for us or, you know, filling out the survey will really go a long way to help us do that. Right. And where you can find it is um, if, if you subscribe to the newsletter, we'll send it out just a quick little email. Um, but also you can find it on Facebook. So look for it on Facebook. Um, and then it's just a quick link. It'll It's just a direct link that'll take you right to the survey uh, most of the questions are multiple choice or, you know, like a check off. Does this apply to you? And um, there's a couple where you can give your opinion. So, but uh, we'd really appreciate your input. Okay. So let's go ahead and dive into our main topic today, which is uh, reasons to eat less dairy. Right. And, um, you know, as Vicki mentioned, and I, I wrote a blog post about this last week, and uh, you might want to check it out if, if you haven't seen it on Facebook or on our, on our website. Um, I yeah I really did I I drank so much milk for so many years I mean I would easily go through two to three gallons a week um, just me and because Vicky doesn't really drink milk you've never been a fan no no in fact I I guess I'm I, I guess I'm lactose intolerant because yeah. I really can't drink too much. I remember when I was a kid drinking it and it just making me double over. So mm. I can't really drink right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I would buy milk and I would buy gallons, skim milk. Um, but I would be buying two gallons a week. I mean, sometimes three. Easily. Yeah. Or And I'd go through two and a half, you know. And I mean, that's just crazy. And then I, when I was writing the blog post, um, I did an, a little infographic on it and talking about um, doing some milk math. And, uh, of course, if you look at the nutrition label, you can see that at eight ounces of skim milk has 86 calories, right? So a gallon has 1,376 calories. Wow. So if you think, okay, if my, if I was, my target uh, calories per day was 1400, then that's like, that's over two days worth uh, of calories just in milk. So I'm like drinking two days worth of calories throughout the week. And you would guzzle that stuff all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I was eating my normal, you know, on top of that. So, yeah. 
Um, so what are you consuming though when you drink milk? What do you, yeah, uh, you're not just drinking milk. You're also drinking the hormones that are fed to the cows. You're drinking the antibiotics and any, you know, anything, any medicine that they give cows. Um, also pesticides from, and, and, uh, fertilizers from the feed that they feed the cows. Now you can bypass those two if you buy organic milk, but the fact remains, I mean, you're still getting something that is not, it's not good for you. Well, it's not intended for humans. No, it's, no, not. it's not. It's intended for a baby calf. Right. <laughs> right. So, and I've got another inf- good infographic that I made that I'll post uh, tomorrow on the blog. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing, and I will say the hardest thing for me is not milk, but it's weird that, like I said, I'm lactose intolerant when it comes to milk, but usually cheese doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, ice cream, sometimes yeah. it depends. Uh, but it's really because of cheese that I am not mm. a vegan. And that has been the hardest thing to give up for me. But I, And that's one what of a lot things, of people say too. Yeah. And one of the things though that is was so mind-blowing to me, and th- this just speaks to how we're kind of brainwashed to think some of this stuff is true, is that I've always thought cheese was good for you because of the calcium. Well, it's really... Mm-hmm. And this, I think this was in Forks Over Knives, mm-hmm. right? The documentary yes. that we're giving away. We was talking about how it actually, uh, dairy products actually increase the risk for osteoporosis. Right. And you want to talk a little bit about why that yeah, is? Yeah, well, let's go through that process real fast because okay. it's kind of a freaky thing. It is. Um, so you think about, okay, animal proteins increase acid in the body, okay? And all this, I didn't know. You know, and I'm willing to bet most people don't. But animal proteins actually increase the acid that's in your blo- your body, okay? And side note, plant proteins don't. So um, remember that. But your body uses calcium, to reduce the acid. Now, why calcium? Calcium is a base. You know, I mean, what's in Tums? Right, it helps have, to neutralize yeah, that, it helps right? To neutralize so it. it takes that from your bones. Right, right, yeah, exactly. So what it does is the calcium is stored in your bones and your bones uses calcium to keep them strong, right? Well, when you've got all this extra acid in your system, your body says, oh, I need calcium, I need calcium. Where's their calcium? Oh, it's in my bones. I'll just take it out of there. Okay, so that leaves you with big old holes in your bones because there's there's something missing, and that's that calcium that your body is leaching out of your bones to absorb that excess and neutralize that acid. Yeah, and that's why the U- United States it leads. Um, I think it leads, or it's in the top for hip, um, in the country in the world for hip fractures. Right, right. And I mean, so that's like, and, and it's so counterintuitive because you're just, you're brought up to to think, oh, calcium and milk, you have to have milk for strong bones. I mean, there's commercials, you know, the right. USDA, that's their big pitch for milk and dairy products, but it's really, it's really the opposite. And you can really, as we've said this before, you can get all your protein that you need from plants without raising your acid levels. Right. Right. Because like, like I mentioned, plant proteins don't have that acid that they don't put that acid into your system um all right so let's talk about prostate cancer that's another one uh consumption of dairy has has been linked to between doubled and quadrupled risk of men developing prostate cancer which is just scary Mm -hmm. um and the 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 type of cancer that they develop the men who have high dairy intake there's a quadruple risk of having the medis- me- medis- me- medicinal? No, meta- 
metastatic. The type that metastasizes. The type that metastasizes quickly to other parts of your body, um, and that, of course, you know, is very, very uh, aggressive cancer. Yes, and that's a four times what people who have men who have low dairy consumption have are at risk for. Okay, so the uh, this next thing though is really hits home for you because this I think really contributed to your type two diabetes, which right. you, you developed in the last what was it three years ago maybe three or four yeah yeah that was yeah. a scary time right yes it was high fat low carb diets have been linked in multiple international studies over many years uh, have been linked to a higher development of type two diabetes so. In addition to the negative effects that animal fats have on cholesterol, blood pressure, you know, when you eat a lot of animal fats, it raises your cholesterol, which raises your blood pressure, which clogs your arteries and leads to all kinds of problems like that. In addition to that, um, a higher consumption of animal fats has is linked to increased rates of obesity, right? Right. And then think about one of the biggest contributing factors to diabetes in our country. And that's obesity, right? Right. Um, something that I've struggled with myself. And even if you drink skim milk, you're still consuming you're you're still consuming some animal fat, even though it's it's skim milk. There's 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 still traces of animal fat. Yeah. Okay. But even bigger, I think, with skim anyway, is you're consuming a lot of sugar still. Twelve grams of sugar for every eight ounce. Yep, 12 grams of sugar for an eight ounce glass of milk. And I was drinking, I wasn't, I didn't just drink little eight ounce glasses. No, you, you know, filled up those big, like, the big plastic, plastic tumbler tumblers, things. Yeah. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of sugar. So excess sugar then leads to obesity, which contributes to diet, to development of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So it's just bad all around. So let's talk about the impacts, and this also affects you mm-hmm. to autoimmune diseases. Right. Uh, I And I have, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I think, I have lupus. And I've been diagnosed, I, I was diagnosed with lupus in what, tw- 2002, 2003. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And then fibromyalgia last year. No, it was later than that because I had already, gra- I graduated, I got my master's in 2002. It was 2003 because yeah. it was after I came back, it was after I graduated from, from right. UTSA. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 2003. And then fibromyalgia last year. Um, and then I also have arthritis, which is a complication from lupus. And I've got arthritis in my neck and back. I was reading the China study earlier today when I was going over some notes for this this episode. And we've mentioned the China study before as well. Um, and in the China study, they talk about uh, f- eight principles of food and health. And principle number four reads like this. Genes do not determine disease on their own. Genes function only by being activated or expressed, and nutrition plays a critical role in determining which genes, good and bad, are expressed. And I think that is so important when you're talking about um, how what you eat affects what diseases you develop. And for example, the autoimmune diseases, so lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease, Graves' disease, um, Crohn's disease, other inflammatory bowel diseases, things like that, are affected by dairy. 
So people who have a lot of dairy, if they've got the genetic predisposition for any of these autoimmune diseases, having a lot of dairy in your diet is going to increase, A, increase the chance of developing these diseases, and B, when you already have them, increase your symptoms. So why are dairy products, especially milk, bad for people with autoimmune problems? Well, and this is another thing. It's kind of like the the osteoporosis that it's so interesting to me and things that are counterintuitive that we, we, we think the opposite, right? Okay, so vitamin D is ne- something that's necessary to prevent autoimmune diseases from expressing, okay? Um, vitamin D is produced by our skin when it's exposed to sunlight. The catch, though, is that when the skin produces vitamin D, it has to be activated in our in our body through the kidneys. Uh, the problem comes when that activation is hindered. And calcium and animal proteins that produce acid will stop the activation of vitamin D in your kidneys. Now let's go back and think about that for a second. What has high amounts of calcium and is a high acid producer? Oh, 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 I know. What is it? Milk? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Milk is one of the highest acid producers of all the animal proteins. And then when you add in calcium on top of that, and then when you add in the fact that you drink a lot of it and you consume a lot of other dairy products, uh, you're, you're essentially stopping that activation of a lot of the vitamin D that you need to prevent the um, development of these autoimmune diseases if right. you're prone to them. Yeah, and I think the, the evidence, though, I mean, given you, you talked a lot of you know, science mm-hmm. here, but bottom line is, since you've given up milk, you've mm-hmm. felt a lot better. You've I had cannot... such few flare-ups since then. Yes. You used to have lupus flare-ups I would say weekly or maybe maybe every other week, something right, like that. Right. And then when I developed the fibromyalgia symptoms last year, it was bad. I mean, I was in so much pain just so much of the time. And since I stopped the milk, now occasionally I will have a little bit of milk. Yeah. And again, we're, it's not all right. or nothing, right? right? But it's a rare occasion now. Um, it's rare. And it's rare. <laughs> and even then... I don't buy a gallon, I'll buy a half gallon or I'll buy a quart or just some small amount just because, you know, I feel like I need a little milk. Or if I'm making a soup and I want it to, like a potato soup and I want milk in it instead of soy milk. Um, But it's it's a rare occasion. Okay, well, I just got sidetracked a little bit there. But so going back to what I was saying, since I stopped drinking so much milk, um, I've noticed a huge reduction in my pain and my inflammation. I would say at least 60%. And, you know, occasionally I'll have days where I have pain days um, and it's always there at some level, but the level is like it went from a 10 to a three most of the time. That's amazing. It, it is. Well, let's talk about some non-dairy alternatives. So since you've given up dairy, mm-hmm. we've, looked at alternatives. Now, one of those is, and this is a little controversial because there are some risks associated with soy milk. Mm -hmm. That is something that we do drink, uh, although we're probably going to start to drink less and less. Mm -hmm. Larissa is taking baby steps because soy milk, quite honestly, is the closest to tasting like um, cow's Mm -hmm. milk, like regular milk, right? Right. And I just don't like the taste of almond milk. 
Yeah, I know it. It that one gets a little ha- takes a little bit more getting used to, but soy milk is kind of controversial. Maybe we need to do an episode just on soy right. milk alone. Um, it's not. I'll just say I th- I think it's better for you than whole milk. That's my opinion. But than um, cow's milk. Yeah, yeah. Than cow's milk. Yeah. Right. And then there's um, almond milk, rice milk, coconut milk, and hemp. And, right. and I, there I are some other, there's flax and there yeah. are other things that you can make milk with. Yeah. And I really am leaning more towards starting to make our own milk because mm-hmm. I've heard, um, well, no, not heard. I read on the carton of our almond milk. There's a lot of additives in that. Right. And, as opposed to when you just make your own. Right. So, okay. Uh, let's talk about cheese substitutes because that is my thing, right? Right. It is. Now we do, we have tried some commercial brands for slices and for shredded, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and cream cheese wedges. So we've tried the Daya and Follow Your Heart. And I've got to tell you, we just had for lunch today, we had some veggie burgers. And I had the... Amy's, and it was really Amy's, good. Amy's, Amy's is very good, by the way. Amy's veggie burgers. And uh, we moved from Morningstar because Morningstar uses GMO. So right. we started using uh, Amy's. And I had a slice of vegan cheese on that. And it I could not tell the difference. Mm-hmm. It really is good. Yeah. And I was a, I'm I'm also use them for nachos. I'm not a fan of it, but that's just me. I know a lot of people like it. Um, so, but then there's also cashew cheese or uh, soy cheese. And here's something that I have a book that I bought a while back. I haven't tried anything from it yet, but I think I'm getting closer to trying, especially since we're going to try making our own almond milk. Uh, is uh, there's a, a book called Artisan Vegan Cheeses by Miyoko Shinner, and I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, but there are a lot of easy recipes in there that use cashews or soy or other non-dairy um, things to make cheese. And I really want to try some of them because some of them look, look really good. Yeah. Then there's yogurt and ice cream. Now, I will say I am not a fan of the... Um, soy ice cream. We've tried a couple of different brands, and I'm just not a fan of that. I don't care for the soy yogurt either. I'm not a fan, Simon. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, and I don't like. There's also coconut. There's coconut. Um, yeah. Uh, yogurt, coconut ice cream, and I just I hate coconut. Period. Oh, I love coconut, but I I, th- I just think it's one of those things where you'd probably do a. It probably tastes really awesome making it yourself mm. because I think it's just the commercial brand and what they have to do to make it last right it's on the shelf or in the freezer or whatever right so we'll put in the show notes we'll put links to some of the resources that i used when i was compiling uh, compiling the notes for this episode and we've got some good ones and then like i said we want to try making our own almond milk so i think uh, for the recipe this week we'll try doing that and then kind of report we'll we'll do some reporting and we have a vitamix blender there's um you can see the model that we have it is on our website uh it's a very good blender we use it for smoothies i love it um it is probably a higher end blender but it is well worth it because you can do a lot of things with it although we haven't done a lot, too much with it other than yeah, smoothies. i made some i made some uh, pancake mix i've made uh quick bread in it uh, well you know the batter yeah i've made soup in it and you know so i've made some other things but uh, there are a lot more things that we could try. All right, so let's go ahead and move into the quote of the week. And I'm going to let you share this one because I, I let you. I wanted you to pick this one because this this today's episode was more, I think, about your 
you were much more addicted to dairy than I was. Right. I was. And even now, I mean, even, like I said, I don't consider myself vegan because I still eat honey. I still eat cheese, but I'm slowly trying to wean myself off mm-hmm. of it. But you had a much harder addiction, I think. I did. <laughs> so I wanted you to pick something to share that really kind of reflected that. Right. And I looked and I looked and, and I really think I found a good one. And then this is um, 19th century French writer Anatole France. And what he said was, all changes, even the most longed for, have their melancholy. For what we leave behind us is a part of ourselves. We must die to one life before we can enter another. That is awesome. And I just thought that was so fitting because, you know, I am, I'm sad about not being able to drink my milk anymore. And, but then on the other hand, I'm realizing so many things that, it's bad for me. It's like leaving a bad relationship, you know? <laughs> I mean, you love the person, but they're mean to they're you. bad to you. <laughs> I yeah. know. So I think that that was perfect. That is. Yeah. And just one little quick thing that I wanted to share. And I, I talked to you about this. I had a guilty pleasure the other day. I was coming home from somewhere and I stopped and I got myself a Whataburger chocolate milkshake, which I used to get all the time. You which, used to get them like every week. Oh, yeah. Least. Well, and of course, that contributed to my weight problem, too. Right. But but I got myself one and I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And uh, feeling slightly guilty, you know, as I was drinking it. And I took the first few sips and I was like, oh, that's so good. And then I took another sip. And I took another one. And I was like, what is that aftertaste? It had an aftertaste. The milk had an aftertaste to me. I've never had that before. I was like, oh, this is really weird. You know, and then I, I took some more sips. And I'm like, it's not going away. Um, and I thought, well, maybe it's because I'd been sick. You know how your taste changed when you yeah. sick. But uh-huh. nothing else tasted different to me. So I think that's telling me something. Well, and I really believe, too, your tastes change as your diet changes, because I know there's a lot of things that, and, and this quote is really perfect also, even to kick off our veggieversary, because mm-hmm. when we thought about giving up meat, we opened up, yes, we had to, we closed that door, but what did right. we open up for ourselves? I right. mean, this has been an amazing journey, and I've tried foods that I would have never tried before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a very exciting thing for us, and not to mention, I feel the healthiest I've ever felt. Right. And at 45, going on 46, I mean, this is... I. This blows away anything I felt in my 30s or even my young, my later 20s, I'll say, when I really started eating a lot of junk right. and just not, not taking care of myself. So. Right. And then one other thing that I think is a huge benefit for us that has happened because of this is uh, all of the relationships that we've begun. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, from all of you guys, our listeners, uh, people who follow us on Facebook, people that we met at the uh, New Media Expo we went to just we've just people in the lift plan Mm -hmm. we've started so many wonderful wonderful relationships and that never would have happened were it not for this and a bunch of people just trying to support each other Mm -hmm. right in business and podcasting Mm -hmm. and health just trying to get a little bit better and better right so that's amazing. That's a great, that is such a great quote, like I said, for so many reasons. I think it, it's a great, it's very fitting for obviously your, mm-hmm. you know, leaving milk behind. <laughs> but even broader than that, I think it's a great quote for us as we look at year two and, and right. building on what we've already uh, learned from the first year. Right. 
All right. Well, um, as we've mentioned before, we if you enjoy what you're listening to and if you find value in it, we would greatly appreciate you stopping by the iTunes store and leaving us a rating. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to email us, leave us a voice message, or uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, fill out the survey. It's a really quick little fun survey and it will help us to make this show even more Mm -hmm. valuable for you. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would uh, help us go a long way. Also, please stop by the show notes for this episode and leave us a comment telling us what you thought about the show or again, leave us a voice message um, and you'll find on the show notes the resources that we talked about today. Right. I think that does it for this episode. Awesome. All right. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers, thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.